Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? It's your boy, State of the State of the New York Knicks podcast, episode 139. Finally, I got my guy, Aiden, Knicks community on the pod, as per usual. You know, it's about the millionth time already. But um, how you doing, bro? I'm doing good. How are you, man? Uh, you know me, man. I'm going to give you a tips quote. I'm, I'm not happy until I'm miserable. <laughs> yep. I think that's how we all I think that's how we all feel now. <laughs> yeah, man. And you know, I just uh I just uh how can I put this? I love Thibodeau, but he does a lot of things I don't like, but we're gonna get into that. But you know, uh, uh, it's whatever, bro. How you been, bro? <laughs> uh I've been good, a little uh sad about these past few uh how how we've been playing down the stretch, but uh, other than that, I'm uh, I'm doing good, man. I uh, I just wish these Knicks could just play more smarter, I guess, in, in in the clutch down the stretch in the fourth. So the last time me and you spoke was when I believe Julius Randle had just became an All Star. Yep, and a lot has happened since Julius Randle has become an All Star. Yes, right? yes, it has, and um. I just, I, I just want to know from your perspective, bro. I, I really want to know, what is your biggest? Mind you, we could, we could talk about all the good things Thibodeau's doing. We could talk about all the positives, right? Mm-hmm. The Knicks have lost five of their last six games. Five of their, five of their last seven losses are single possession games. They are now eighth in the Eastern Conference now. I just, I, I just want to know, what is your biggest gripe with Tibbs so far, or? upon this season? Like, what is your biggest issue with him? Mm. Uh, my biggest issue? Um, I feel like I feel like he, he should give some more minutes to guys like Obi. Um, you know, I, I feel like obviously I, I know um, I, I feel like he should just kind of spread the minutes around, like, equally. Because I feel like, you know, you have, like, I'll use this example, like, you have Emmanuel quickly, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I feel like his his minutes kind of like vary from time to time. Like, he'll play like twenty something minutes, and then like the next game will play like fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have like Obi Toppin that's there for like ten minutes, and then sits on the bench for the rest of the game. <laughs> cup of coffee, bro. Yeah, always tell you he get his good cup of coffee for Randall. <laughs> he get right back out the game. But continue. Yeah, I mean, and, and like, I feel like it's like. I've been hearing all of this like Obi slander, like, oh, he's not cut out for the NBA or like he needs to go to the G League or overseas. And I'm like, it's his first year. Like, I, I it's it's way too early. Like, you know, I mean. Can, can I be objective real quick? And, and I want you to reply to this. Can I be objective? Yeah. I, sorry. I got to cut you off and ask you this. Sure. I, I understand what you're saying, bro. What you're saying is correct. Yes. But to be objective, he's. Three years old, bro. Then on top right. of the fact that he just started looking functional like an mm-hmm. NBA player within this past week, week and a half. Before that, the man went five games, zero points, bro. So, so how what how much optimism you want Nick Nation to have when it comes to this kid, knowing you know some of these things, like knowing he's twenty three, knowing the the ceiling is, I mean, the floor for him to get better 
is probably Montrez Harrell, but we going to see because I, I need to see more, bro. I, I I don't know, bro. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think, you know, I feel like when it comes to the NBA and rookies, like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's 23, but at the same time, I feel like everybody kind of has their own sort of like, I mean, story, I guess story or like evolution kind of with like getting used to the flow of the league. Listen, I mean, I think if he continues to play like this, let's say next year, then yes, obviously I'm going to be like, come on, like, you know, like you, you've been at this long enough now. Um, but like, I mean, listen, it's, it's a shortened season, right? I mean, right. normally we'd play 82 games and I think this year's only like 75 or 72. 72, no summer league, yeah, so no uh, yeah. training camp, no none yeah, of that. Yeah, so, you know, I, I feel like if we're really looking at this from the 72 games that are that that, uh, that are going on this year, like, it's barely any time that, you know, let's say, like, R.J. Barrett had to get used to, to the NBA. He had mm-hmm. summer league, preseason, an entire NBA season, like, you know, I I mean, same thing with Knox, Frank, mm-hmm. um, and you know our other rookies that that, or I guess our other previous rookies. Um, so you know, mm-hmm. I I feel like it's just um, I I would still, you know, just just be, uh, aware that that Obi is still gonna you know take time to develop. Um, I mean, I feel like with Obi, at least from what I've been seeing, I feel like he needs to just play like how he did in college because i feel like he just forces up threes like all the time i mean like they go in but like i feel like he just needs to kind of play to his strengths more you know yo i love that point you just said because now i could be i could just play objective man this whole podcast i love that point you just said right yeah you see ob and he's standing at the three-point line and this is another gripe i have with tips right you're playing Obi like he's Kevin Knox. Like you, you, you don't have Obi just standing at the three-point line. But that also is personnel, right? We got to look at who's on the court with Obi Toppin. I, I love Alec Burks. I love what he's doing for us this season so far. Yeah. But my dude, you gotta pass Obi the ball. Like it, it, it's like sometimes it's like he got beef with Obi Toppin. Mm. It, like I gotta see more ball movement. It's too much. It's it's too much. Uh, one pick and roll, jump shot. One pick and roll, jump shot. You get what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. not enough side to side ball movement. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, I I feel like, I mean, about Burks. Yes, I feel like he he definitely should pass the ball. But I mean, I feel like his role is more of, you know, like getting just you know, a lot of buckets off the bench, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. So, I mean, like, I understand, like, what you're saying about, like, he needs to pass more, but at the same time, you know, he also has to play, you know, to his role. So, I mean, I mean, his step back three against Brooklyn was just beautiful. Um, yeah, that was That nice. was great. That was but, nice. I mean, I feel like with, like, Obi, like, I feel like, you know, th- I feel like the only person who really tries to give him opportunities is, Quickly and Derrick Rose, um, because like quickly, yeah, he he's a sometimer. We, well, we'll we, we'll talk more. Right. About well, I'm I'm saying those are the two players that I feel like try to find Obi the most. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Knox. Yep. Knox. Knox as well. Um, 
and you know, I I feel like I mean Derek. The majority of it is Derek Rose. Like you know, you saw. I mean, a great example is I think his first game against Miami when he when he uh, came back to us in the trade for a DSJ. Um, you know, yep. he immediately had that like no look pass to Obi for the slam. Um, and uh, yeah, because I feel like you know you you see Obi Toppin in college at Dayton. And I mean, you just see this guy, you know, full court, just like doing it all, dunking everywhere. Mm -hmm. And like, then you see him trying to be like Steph Curry with this like crazy (laughs) high arc three point shot that touches the ceiling of the arena and then goes back down. And like, right. You know, I, I feel like, listen, it works sometimes. Like, I mean, when I see Obi Toppin shoot a three, I'm not scared that he's going to, like, airball, even though he did do that against the Celtics, like, last night. Oof. Um, oh, my God. But, uh, you know, I it, it's like I would be more scared having Andrea Bargnani shoot a three than Obi <laughs> Toppin. I mean, I oh, actually – I'd be more scared of, of seeing Andre Bargnani dunk and fall on his face again. Then, what is he doing? Oh, oh yeah, I mean, I, I don't, and the the fact that the ball hit his face after he face planted oh, was just, <laughs> I mean, how 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 much like twenty fifteen Knicks can it can it get? You know, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, I just feel like Obi needs to just just play to his strengths more, and I mean, I guess like more on the issue that I have with Tibbs is, is like, you know, I, I don't, I don't understand why we're starting Alfred still. Um, oh, oh, wait, wait hold on, hold on. Don't, we could talk oh, about yeah. Alfred, I, but he needs his own, he needs his own uh-huh. segment on, on this pod. Cause I'm, I'm done yeah. with him. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I watched the videos. I watched the rants. A very entertaining way to spend my night. I love the, love the mid game rants. Oh, because um, it's like oh, I God. feel like you have this whole offense, and like you know they're trying to get shots, trying to move the ball, and then you have Alfred Payton mm-hmm. just driving in, getting quadruple team layups. Like it's such a contrast <laughs> to what we're we're trying to yep. do. Remember the play, re- real quick. Remember the play where Alfred got the ball at the three point line, and instead of taking the open three point. Um, shot, and this was against the Celtics. He drives into the lane and runs right into Marcus Smart for a steal. Oh yeah, I mean it's just like <laughs> I don't know what are we doing. I don't know. Like I mean, I I, I just think with Alfred, like he he does. I mean, you gotta see it for for how it is though. He does give you he does mm-hmm. give you consistent scoring when when it when it when it needs to happen. Right. I mean, we saw. I mean, consistent in, in, a, in a sense, because, you know, you see, I think, mm-hmm. I don't know, what was it against like Brooklyn when he got that nice layup that like we needed to score? Um, so, oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. He scored. He scored a layup and I think he hit a mid range. Yeah. Jumper, you know, it, yeah. It's like moment. moments like those where I'm like, I see why Alfred's still kind of here. Um but I just feel like it's just a, it's very just like a complete 180 from what I try to see this offense do. I mean, you know, you, you have Emmanuel quickly 
shooting lights out threes, you know, on some nights, mm-hmm. some nights it's God awful and the floaters just aren't there. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, like, I see like everybody's trying to start ball movement and then Alfred Payton's just doing something entirely different. Um, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. And I mean, it's like, it, it makes me upset because it's like, I understand why we did nothing at the trade deadline, but I feel mm-hmm. like I really, this is why we needed Andre Drummond. Cause it's like, don't get me wrong. I love Nerland's Noel. I, I love what Taj brings to the team. I know. I mean, listen, I, 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 I know I get the Taj slander. I go back and forth with my dad all the time about. Wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. One thing we don't do. We don't slander Taj Gibson. No, 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 no. I believe me. We, we're, we're, we're pro, we're pro Taj over here on the, at, at the, at the Knicks community Taj. household. Um, uh, Cause I mean, like, you know, I, I go back and forth with my dad all the time about Taj. And, and you know, he, he's, he's been pro-Taj since day one. Um, and, you know, uh, and it's like, I really like what I, I really like what Taj does. I feel like he shows hints of Tyson Chandler sometimes, you know? He, he, he just shows yeah. straight-up hustle. And it's like, there was this play against Boston, I, I believe, where... Um, it was like I think RJ saved it from going out, and like Taj, like freaking, like caught it like a wide receiver in the NFL, and then passed it off to Randall or somebody to like get a fast break opportunity, something like that. Yep. Um, fast break dunk. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so you know, I really, I really like what Taj brings to the team, but it's like, you know. I mean, God forbid Taj or Noel goes out. I love what I'm seeing from Norvell Pell. I mean, the hustle on that man dislocates his finger, mm-hmm. then gets like two blocks, yes, uh, a, a rebound, <laughs> and then I think he like went to the free throw line or something. Loved, 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 loved what I, uh, what I, uh, what I'm seeing from him. I loved, I like the ta- the John Henson pickup. Um, I mean, from from what I know, I mean. I, I love playing 2K with John Henson. I mean, he gets you he gets you like straight up 20 boards. Um uh so I mean, I like that in real life. I have no idea. I mean, I I I know of John Henson. I know like his play style and I know about him, but I, I don't know really how he's going to fit to this Knicks roster. Um I mean, you want me to be honest yeah. with you? I don't think he I Listen, he's not seeing no playing time on this on this roster. I he's only he's only gonna <laughs> see playing time if we have like a ton of centers go down. I think. Yes, yes, yeah. I I definitely agree with that. You know what's mm. crazy? I'm surprised you even haven't mentioned this. So another gripe, right? I got with Tibbs. Mind you, he's an excellent yeah. coach, right? So B-ball index puts out you know a little tweet about like two hours ago and i love b-ball index by the way yeah everybody y'all should go follow them here are the worst here are the lineups with the worst spacing among the top 60 lineups in minutes alfred payton bullock barrett randall is 58th on this list um last in this list is brogdon lavert holiday sabonis turner okay cool uh we are also top 10 Right, and and I found this to be so ridiculous. But 
we're top 10 in three-point shooting percentage right now at 37%. But we are twenty. We are in the bottom three in attempts total per game. So we're top 10 in three-point percentage, but the bottom three in attempts. Tibbs, can you shoot more threes per game, bro? Like, like can you put more uh, space around R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle so they can be more functional on the court? Um, that I think that was my last gripe with Fig. Oh, I mean, with Fizdale. I almost about to say Fizdale, man. Shout out to David Fizdale, but that's my last thing about Tibbs. Is like, it, you know, space the floor more, bro. How these guys shoot? Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, I see that as a positive though, because doesn't that mean they're taking more high percentage threes? I mean, that is a good way to look at it. But if you're shooting a great percentage, right, as a team, right, you got guys like like Julius Randle shooting 40% from three. You know, um, Reggie Bullock, he's shooting about 40% from three. You know, Burks is shooting about 38%. Frank is shooting 46% from three. Not shooting 41% from three. Barrett shooting 35% from three. You would think you would want these boys to shoot even more threes. Right, but you don't want to risk that per that 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 percentage from being at where it's at to then plummeting in in case they 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 do take more opportunities but then just have consistent bad nights okay i can understand that i mean it's it's not tibbs yeah. mo anyway but i would like for him to modernize the offense a little more like i understand you want to run triangle and run your offense through mm-hmm. julius randall but need more ball movement man teams is keying in on us and it's kind of hard to watch Randall sometimes, man. He's he's doing his all. He look he looks I mean, tired. Bro. I it makes that's, sense. That's... I mean, he's been he's definitely been been the the leader of of, of this team, um for for throughout mm-hmm. this whole entire season. So I mean, I feel like the majority of these players have to be fatigued because we really made no moves this trade deadline, right? So it's gonna it's just it's gonna be right. the same players you know just putting their hearts out there on the court every night so i mean like because if we made more moves you'd have fresh faces you know i mean i understand like they didn't want to you know risk any like chemistry being ruined because they were on such a a role during that time um but i mean like right now i wish there was just a little bit more you know to this team in terms of like fatigue like not getting like insanely high because like now that it's the same group of guys, you know, we have a cut. We our next couple games are against teams like Lakers, Toronto, Memphis. Oh my god! Um, and you know we, I, I mean, Pelicans yeah. Twice. So I mean, can you imagine if Lonzo like drops like forty plus on us for not getting him at the deadline? Goodness. Oh my goodness! It, it, yo, it's gonna it's be tough, tough, bro. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I want to talk about that right now. Now that now that you brought it up, and it's on my brain. I feel like we got to talk about that now because you talk, we you brought up the mm-hmm. trade deadline, right? And you know, Thibodeau is doing a great job. He yep. deserves Coach of the Year, even though we we talk, we have our gripes with him, and and we we talk about his decisions sometimes and his his ass rotations. Regardless, yeah. he's the coach of the year. But, you know, moving forward, 
how are we going to get – how are we going to make this team better? They didn't make no moves at the trade deadline. And you have a lot of people who was angry with the Knicks. You know, I, I, I'm in the Knicks thread. A lot of these dudes is pissed off with the Knicks that they didn't make a move at the trade deadline. But I want to throw this at you. And, and, and I'm so glad you brought that up. You see how – and this co- coincides with the whole, you know – do we need to get Randall help? Uh, are we resigning Randall? Like, what are we going to do with Randall? You know, you know, it, it coincides with that. I see what the Chicago Bulls did, right? They identified Zach Levine as their guy, and they went and got him some help. And they got Vujicic. But they still had their first-round pick for this year, right? Right. We got more wins than them, bro. We didn't make no moves at the trade deadline. So – do, do Nick management love Julius Randle the way that a lot of Nick fans do? That is the biggest question mark I have right now. And I, another thing I want to throw at you, too. I, I just think that they didn't make a move at the trade deadline, bro, because they're going to make a move draft draft night. That's just for me personal. But what you think, bro? Why do you think? I think that Knicks management and Knicks nation love braids Julius Randle. But, uh, you know, I mean, listen, I I, I think it just just comes down to to them being concerned with 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 breaking, you know, chemistry. Right. I mean, because, you know, I, I, I. Just hate that we gave up Rivers and Ignis. Cause I mean, you know, Austin Rivers at the beginning of the season, I have mentioned this on your show. We've talked about it. You know, he really sparked the conversation at how things were really going to be different this year. And like, you know, he really started kind of with that whole um, you know, motto and uh whole kind of I guess like story. We're gonna yeah, yeah, change yeah. the culture and, and like, stuff like you that. You know, I feel like it's mm-hmm. like Ignis, you know, I wish we gave him more of an opportunity. I've been saying that for like a million years, it seems like. Uh, and and Philly just waved him today too. Um, so yep. uh, I yep, mean, I don't think we can get him back because you know we just got Henson with our last roster spot. But um, you know, I I think then in response to your question about draft night, I mean, I think like. I don't know. It's it's tough because it's like, it's like I don't it's think tough. I don't think it's we're tough. we're so bad as like we have such a bad record that you know we're projected to be high in the in the lotto. Um, so it's like, do you want to risk it all for a guy like Cade Cunningham or like Jalen Suggs? Because um, it's like I don't I yes. I mean listen <laughs> I love both of those players. Um, but it's like, mm-hmm. how how much do you want to risk and then be prepared if the reward you get from that risk doesn't, you know, pan out in your favor, right? Because we could trade so many assets right. for a top 10 or top 5 pick and get, you know, a guy on who on paper seems like destined to be a star and then, you know, he's a bust. So it's like, I mean, I don't know because it's like, do do teams like want to give up their top picks for like guys that like aren't terrible, but like you know I feel like I think you've said this before, 
like I feel like the guy really that only brings value right now for like getting high picks is probably Julius Randle. Um, cause like, you know, I, I just don't see guys giving up their lottery picks for Reggie Bullock and guys like that, you know? I mean, listen, I love <laughs> Reggie Bullock. I love what he brings to the team, but it's like, you know, it, it's gonna, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough subject to, 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 you know, think about, especially right now, because it's like, I, I, I think we're still deciding, do we want to be a playoff team? Or, you know, do we not? Because it's like, I think we're going to make the playoffs. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I really, I, I think, though, if we don't make the playoffs, just the fact that, that you know, we, we had this, you know, momentum is really uh, exciting for the future, for sure. So, let me throw this at you, right? <clears throat> so, okay, cool. We can make the playoffs. I would love to make the playoffs, bro. I think almost every Nick fan and Nick Nation want to make the playoffs. I would love to, bro. But then when I when I think about it, right, and, you know, I deep dive into the situation. You know, I'm looking at free agency for the next two, three years. You know, I'm looking at um, um, ways we could get a, a, a superstar, how we could trade for somebody. People that... And I just want to say this for the Knicks fans who's listening. Stop putting Frank and Kevin Knox in your goddamn trades for an all-star. Nobody wants players who don't play. What Let, what all stars right are people? So so damn near every day I see a Twitter Twitter uh post. Yeah, let's trade Kevin Knox and Frank Nellikina and four first round picks for for a lottery pick, for a top five pick. Whoa, 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 whoa. The only person on draft night that we could trade, that we could probably get some value for, is Julius Randle. And I know a lot of people don't like talking about that subject, bro. And I respect it, bro. Randle's an all-star. This is the first time you've had an all-star in, in, in man, since Carmelo Anthony. This is the first time we had, yeah. we had an a, a all-star. On top of the fact, Randle's playing yeah. way better than last year. So it's tough, bro. Like, I watched Zach Levine get help in Chicago with Vujicic, and Leon Rose didn't do anything. He just sat on his ass, trade that line, say, you know what? I like the way the chemistry is. So for us to get one more, this I want to throw this question at you. Let's say if, hmm, how can I present this? All right, let me present this scenario to you. Let's say we don't mm-hmm. make the playoffs, right? And we we're like eleventh in the in, in yeah. the Eastern Conference, right? Boom. So we go on a bad losing streak. Boom. And we're in the lottery. Let's say we get the fifth pick in the lottery. Would you? And and, and this might sound crazy, but. Would you, whoever got the number one pick, would you offer them that fifth pick, Julius Randle, in a future pick for, like, Kay Cunningham or something like that? Just hypothetically speaking. What's up, man? It's your boy, State, other state of New York Knicks podcast. Y'all about to listen to part two. That was part one of the pod. Let's get right back into it. Let's go. 
Yeah. Um, part two. Part two. Part two. <laughs> Keep going. So I'm seeing the Jalen Sucks slander go heavy on, on Twitter right now. Okay. And I, I just want to know, just from your perspective, what is Randall's value, right? Because no team, once again, if you didn't hear me say this the first time, no team is trading their lottery pick for Frank Nilakina. We don't even have to include Frank Nilakina because he's a restricted free agent this offseason and you can't trade him draft night, right? So you could probably only trade Kevin Knox quickly, Obi, Mitch, Randall. Those are the guys you got under contract draft night. Who the hell is going to trade their lottery pick for a guy like Kevin Knox and Obi? Two dudes who don't play. So now it's like you got Julius Randle. Do you pay Julius Randle twenty seven to thirty million? What what is Leon Rose gonna do? It, it's so confusing, bro. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a feel of what Leon Rose likes to do, but it, it, it's just so difficult. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it all depends on how. Randall finishes this season off, in my opinion. Um, because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I think right now we're in a little bit of a slump in like a very critical time if we do want to make the playoffs. Um, because it's like if he goes back to like all star form beginning of the season, Randall, then like. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would say, like, I think it's just, I don't know, it just depends on how he finishes this season. It's tough. It is tough. It's tough. Because it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to have, like, um, like an Allen Houston situation. I mean, shout out to Allen Houston. I mean, great guy, but, like, I I don't, I don't want to, like invest so much money where then he comes back and like gets an injury or, or just doesn't play uh to to you know his 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 uh his his standards or or what we have seen from him so far so i mean yeah no it's it's definitely uh it's it's risky for sure yeah and you know it's tough bro it's tough like it's several things like randall's contract you drafted over top and you know, he's 23 years old. You don't want to keep him coming off the bench forever. Or maybe you do and, and transform him into Montrez Harold. But I think he's just – he got a higher ceiling than that, for just for me personally. And then it's like, okay, you know Randall's now – do you – all right, I'm going to ask you this. What – if on a championship team, what option is Julius Randall to you? Now, people always get at me for this, bro. I call him the number four number four option. No disrespect to Julius Randle, but I call him the number four option on a championship team. Hell, I might be crazy wrong with my assessment, but I'm going back. And, you know, I'm watching the big threes, uh, uh, NBA history, you know. Look at the Golden State Warriors team. Your second option is Klay Thompson, bro. <laughs> like, right. like, like, go to the Miami Heat big three. Your third option is Chris Bosh. Like, the Celtics big three. Your third option was, hmm, Tulsa, Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett. Who you put in the ball? Like, it, it, it's crazy, bro. Like, no disrespect to Randall. 
but I feel like he's a third, fourth option, and we need more. We need more talent. And how the hell are we going to get that talent, bro? We can't go in free agency unless you want to pay Ubre or, or Otto Porter 15 plus million each. So I, I don't know, bro. I don't know. It's tough, man. That whole random subject is so tough for me to talk about, bro. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, for sure. I mean, if we're talking about championship roster, I mean, I think it just depends on who is on that roster, you know, to really, I mean, solidify. Good answer. Good answer. Right? Because it's like, mm-hmm. if you have, like, a lot of scores, a lot of efficient scores, then, you know, he's obviously going to be lower on the, you know, options. But, I mean, if you have, you know, a team that, yeah, it does have scores, but, you know, you need that, like, facilitator that, like, you know, can not only score, but, like, you know, easily just find guys, easily just mm-hmm. start an offense. Then I see Randall as being a higher option. But uh, I think it just depends on who is on that championship roster to make that uh, decision, you know? Right. That's a great answer. Um, I'm surprised nobody ever gave me that answer. So that's the first time I ever heard that. But that's superb. Um, You know, let's talk about the crown jewel, bro. Let's talk about R.J. Barrett, bro. Uh-huh. Before we even get to R.J. Barrett's stats and all that, you know, praise him. This ESPN top 25 players under 25 years old, very disrespectful to me. Um. I've seen a couple names on that list where it's like, okay, I understand why you got these guys here, but RJ Barrett has already been snubbed from the old rookies team, right? Not, no, no love whatsoever last year. He b- barely got into the old rookie and sophomore game. So how do you feel about that RJ Barrett, RJ Barrett being left off the ESPN top 25, under 25 years old list? Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I, I, I see. Obviously, I think the the biggest shock was Lamelo at three. No, no shot. That is not a shot. I think I would take. This, I'm in the minority. I'm taking Lamelo Ball. If you're talking about like ceiling and what he could do, I'm taking Lamelo Ball over Donovan Mitchell and um Devin Booker. Easy. Right, Easy. but but th- that's ceiling. But this is like. The 25 best players currently that are performing in the league, right? Okay. Yes, under 25, you, yes. And under 25, because, like, you know, Lamelo's out for the rest of the year. So, like, a guy like R.J. Barrett, I'm not saying he's going to get to three, mm-hmm. but he's he could easily get into late 20s, right? Right. I mean, like, you know, I, I just feel like I think they were kind of going – with LaMelo for, like, oh, he's playing great right now, which means he's going to be, like, number one on this list next year, you know? Kind of sort of a mindset. Um, but, yeah, I, I I I think, you know, RJ definitely should 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 have been – listen, I'm not saying he's top ten on that list, but, but you know, mm-hmm. he, he should have been, you know, like, somewhere in the, in the 20s for sure. So, I got the list right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, Luca, okay, that's cool. Zion, okay, cool. Lamelo, okay, cool. Donovan Mitchell, cool. Tatum, cool. Fox, cool. Simmons, okay. 
Bam out of bio, Devin Booker. Even though I think Devin Booker should be the highest Devin Booker on this list should be third before Donovan Mitchell, but to each his own. Now, here's where it gets real fishy to me. First of all, I'm not taking Bam out of bio over Brandon Ingram. I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. I'm taking Jalen Brown over Bam out of bio. Um, who, who else? You got Shea Gilgis Alexander. I'm taking Shea over Bam out of bio, right? I'm taking my, no, I'm not taking Michael Porter Jr. over Bam out of bio. But, you know, let's go to the, uh, the end of the list. You got Colin Sexton, Lonzo Ball, Jared Allen, John Collins, Tyrese Halliburton, DeAndre Ayton, Anthony Edwards, Sabonis, Mikael Bridges, Trey Young, John Morant, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, like, I, I like the fact that Halliburton <laughs> is over RJ <laughs> and RJ has been at this now in the NBA for two years. And yep. and how and Halliburton's a rookie. Listen, I love Halliburton. I love his game. He's he's a fantastic uh player and I think he's definitely gonna have a high ceiling if he continues to play like this for multiple seasons. But right. you know, that's where you gotta stick RJ, right? Like Anthony Edward, I understand. First pick in the draft. He's been playing t- great as of late. I no disrespect. No disrespect to Ant Man. I'm taking RJ over Ant Man. Yeah, no, I I agree, but I mean the 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 RJ slander after that after that Wolves game was terrible by by Edwards. I, I mean, I I like stuff like that. Yeah, I, I mean it 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 shows you that like he 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 doesn't care. You know, he he just kind of has that attitude of I'm gonna say how I feel and. You know, I really don't care what 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 you have to to say to that. Which I mean, that attitude works has worked great for people in sports. You look at Conor McGregor is my favorite. Love Conor. I love Conor. <laughs> my 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 favorite comparison to that. I mean, walking with the strut. Yep. You know, I mean, saying anything and everything. I mean, ah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not saying Anthony Edwards is Conor McGregor, but, you know, I I see that Anthony Edwards in, in his mindset, I think definitely works, especially, I mean, it's been working because he's been playing great uh, at this point in the season. So, off the top of my head, while you talk about Conor McGregor, right? Mm-hmm. All time, sports interviews, Conor McGregor and Mike Tyson. Those two guys. Oh yeah. Oh, and um, Marshawn Lynch for for um from the Seahawks. Uh huh. Those three guys get a sports interview. They will make you laugh, bro. Oh Instantly. yeah. Absolutely. Instantly. I I totally can I tell do. you the dudes? Can I tell you the dudes? I'm taking RJ Barrett over uh-huh. before we get into, into some RJ Barrett stats. Mm-hmm. Well, that I'm taking RJ Barrett over these dudes. I'm taking RJ over Colin Sexton. No disrespect to Sexton, but um, RJ Barrett plays both sides of the ball. I'm taking RJ Barrett over Jared Allen. I'm taking RJ Barrett over John Collins. I'm taking RJ Barrett over Tyrese Halliburton. I'm taking him over Anthony Edwards. I'm taking him over Sabonis. I'm taking him over Mikel Bridges. Hmm. Mikel now was was was, was Mikel Bridges over RJ on that list or or, or? Y- yes? Oh Mikel my. Bridges. 
Yeah. Oh God. Oh man. Wow. Disrespectful. Wow. Disrespectful. Hey, so it's a couple dudes. RJ Barrett should be at least number 15 on this list. At least. You know, we're gonna be respectful. And I know you got some stats with you, but I got some stats too to to uh defend RJ Barrett, right? So first of all, RJ Barrett is 20 years old. He's averaging 18, 6, and 3 on 45% shooting from the field, 38% from three, and 74% from the line. Shoot in year two. This is only in year two, right? He's playing next to the worst point guard in basketball, the worst starting point guard. And RJ Barrett right now is currently ranked fourth among guards who play 30 minutes in defensive plus defensive rating, and he's number one in that category in defensive win shares. So that is impressive. And Aiden, I always told you this, bro. Matter of fact, the first time you was on the pod, I told you this. I don't give a damn about R.J. Barrett's offense, bro. It's his defense that I love, man. It's his defense. But talk to me about R.J., man. What you you been seeing from R.J. Barrett in year two, bro? Yeah, I mean, you're you're, especially right now, you're you're seeing – an intensity like that should have been with him at the beginning of year one. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, he's, I think right now he's definitely starting to sense a lot of disrespect towards him, you know, and I, I feel like it's all kind of bubbling up and like meshing together. Cause it, <laughs> it, it's like, you know, not only did he have to deal with getting snubbed from the, uh, all rookies, rookie list last year. I mean, even before he went into the league, you know, you had the great Stephen A quote when we draft. He's not Zion, but he's RJ. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it, it's like being compared to Zion all through year one. Um, you know, I and, and right now, you know, with the Anthony Edwards comments, um, you know, I feel like it's really just like starting to light a fire under him, and you saw that against the, sure. you saw that against the Celtics. He was lights out. I think he didn't miss a single three that game. He did not, and I'm gonna throw this at you. Um, RJ Barrett, he was 29 points, 10 for 14 from the field, six for six from three. He is tied for the second most threes without without missing a, missing a three in a game for the Knicks in Knicks franchise history. Voila. The kid is breaking stats. And one more stat for you, bro, before you go real quick. You know, after shooting six for six from three point from the three-point line, RJ Barrett is now 61 for 133 on 45.9% from three over the last 40 games playing for the New York Knicks. Go ahead, bro. Wow. <laughs> I mean yeah, wow. Yeah, I think that I think that's how I mean that's all I can say about 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 that. You know, I mean I really think we're, we're we're seeing a lot of hope, especially for years three and beyond. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, I can't I, – I mean, if he can keep up this level of play, his ceiling and his potential is through the roof. Um, you know, I, I, I just uh, – it's exciting. I mean, like, yeah, we're on a terrible losing streak, but, you know, to see the potential, like I always say, of these players um, really show. I mean, you see Emmanuel quickly, and that his whole potential. Obi, when he's on a great night, you see his potential. Um, 
and everything like that. And I just, uh, I mean, the this part, I mean, of the schedule, a lot of Knicks fans were coming up to me after the, like right at the beginning of the All-Star break, how they were all very worried about this second half of the schedule. Uh, and I yep. think right now we're about, it's going to be very interesting the next time we chat because we're about to get into the hardest stretch of the uh of the season so it's it's going to be interesting to see how we uh how we respond in these games so what do you what how can i how can i word this question what do you think is best for this next franchise because i listened to i listened to brian winhorse today and i usually don't watch espn for my next coverage because I, I got you guys you know i got the whole nick family Uncle Freezy, God up Knicks, Die Hard Knicks, you know, all these dudes. I got Knicks community, all these dudes, Chris and, and my guy Chris with the Blue Network podcast. Like, I know all these dudes. But I listened to Brian Winhorse and he said, yes, the Knicks would be great. It would be great for them to make the playoffs. But this roster don't have enough talent. And, and he's correct. We don't have enough talent. And he said it would be better for the Knicks to not make the playoffs for them to try to get a top four pick because this uh, draft is just so stacked. So what what you think is going to happen? I Because I already, I, I already gave my prediction. Uh, if Alfred Payton continues to start, we're going to the lottery. And, I, and I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm good. But how do you – what do you think is going to go down – and what do you think is better for the next team and us moving forward? Right. I mean, I, listen, I agree with I agree and disagree with 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 Windhorse. Um, you know, I, I think, yeah, it would be great for us to get another top pick. But how many years do we have to go through that excitement and disappointment when we have an actual shot for these kids to really experience what a playoff is like? Right. How many how many years are you going to is R.J. Barrett going to go through? till he experiences a playoff atmosphere, right? So, like, right. the fact that we're so close in this season right now to make a run for the playoffs, I say we take full advantage of that. Because it's like, how many years can Knicks fans go through, you know, the, the whole lottery night process? Um, and, I mean, right? Like, I just feel like it's like, how many more years can we go through that before we strike gold? With like a, a a like a star, you know, not a bust or or somebody that we is constantly going up and down with his um you know progression throughout seasons. So I mean, I feel like it's so, like I listen. I understand that we don't have enough talent to make a run. I'm not saying we're winning mm-hmm. a championship. I would like I would just like for these kids to experience a first round. That is all. Can, can I can I be objective about that? Too, sure. <laughs> I love what you're saying. You know, you want to get the kids experience. Cool. But what I'm a guy, I'm a hands-on type of guy, right? I'm a guy who I can't learn sitting back and just watching all day. Sometimes I need, I need, I need to be hands-on too. Sometimes I need you to tell me how to do this. I'm going to see you do it. And then I'm going to try it myself instantly. Right. I don't believe people get better by playing on the bench. And I understand we're going. We 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 would love to make the playoffs, but Mitch is hurt, so we're not even going to see Mitch. But for me to watch a playoff series, 
And the only three kids that's in that rotation is RJ, Quickly, and Obi. I'm not. I'm kind of not interested in that, bro. I'm not, because it's like, okay, we got to the playoffs, but the kids not majority of the kids is not even playing the playoff minutes, and it's like, we are we getting Bullock and, and, and Alfred? And these vets, are we getting them prepared to trade them for a superstar? We know damn well we can't trade these right. Dudes. So it, it, it's like, it's tough for me to actually sit here and, and, and say to you, yes, bro. Yes, Aiden, I want to make the playoffs. You know, I want to be great again. You know, I want us to get a, a, a superstar free agency, even though there's no superstars in free agency for the next two, three years. I want to do this. But look at the roster. And it's like, I need a, I need a, a, a young... Mm-hmm. Blue chip franchise cornerstone next to Arthur yeah. Barrett. That's all I I, I agree with that, but but also, you know, mm-hmm. in in playoff situations, right? Like anything can happen. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw this at you because let's say there's a situation where guards go out, forwards go out, boom, you have Frank and Knox getting a playoff experience, right? That could light a fire mm-hmm. under them for the next year. For the next years, right, to 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 want right. to get more minutes, you know, to 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 improve their stats, to improve their their uh, style of play. So I mean, I I listen, I I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to want to watch Brooklyn or whoever in the first round stomp all over us when right as you're saying, especially with how these rotations have been going, um, you know, with with majority of this team on the bench, but also. Mm-hmm. You, you all, we also should be thinking, like, if whatever happens, then you know these kids can say, "Yeah, I, I've now experienced what it's like to be in the playoffs, and I'm yearning for that experience again." Right? Um, so, I mean that that that's just my thinking, but I do understand both sides um, to to the argument. Definitely, it's crazy, man. It's tough, bro. Like you, like we want to be. We want to be championship. Uh, we want to have a championship caliber team, and there's different ways of building. But I don't want to build my team like how the Lakers built their team, like how the Nets built their team, right? Like I don't want to sacrifice my future for a couple of stars, and now the stars run the show. And I don't want that. I want an organic, authentic rebuild, right? Randall, okay, cool. He comes in for the 19 million. Hell of a bargain. Shout out to Leo yep. Rose. But I just I, it, yeah, this it's tough, bro. It's tough. I don't know what route Leon Rose is going to take. Bro. Yeah, I, I I don't either. I mean, he could because it's like he can do so many things, right? I mean, when yeah. have you when have we last had, had a season where you know, this team has so many options of, of, of what to do with their offseason, right? Because it's like, right. you know, you, you have seasons where it's like we're only focused on getting high picks, right? But this season, you know, they could decide, hey, let's go for a playoff appearance and also trying to, to win gold at, on draft night. So, boom. <laughs> if they get – so – it's two ways. Like you could get in the play-in, right? So you could be the ninth of the team. Yeah. Play the play-in, 
possibly lose, you can still get a lottery pick that way, right? Right. Or you could avoid the playing altogether, fight for that six seed, and then hopefully you'll probably play the Nets or you'll probably play another team. We'll probably get stomped out, but hey, we're in the playoffs, right? Right. And and, and don't get me wrong, that's going to be a great feeling when we get in the playoffs. So we're in a win-win situation that, right yep. now. The lose, the the worst case scenario, and this is what I'm scared about. I don't want to be the I don't how can I frame? I don't want to be the 11 seed, bro. And then we get the like we get the like 12th pick in the draft, bro. And it's like now we're really stuck in no man's land because nobody wants to trade their lottery picks, and now you're drafting. Oh. It's, it's tough, right? Right, because it's like how how many more seasons can we take of, 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 you know, repetition like that, right? Yeah, but not even that. Let's let's call it Spade to Spade. Frank and Knox kind of really hasn't panned out yet the way we wanted them to for lottery picks. Right, right? and how long are you going to wait for them to develop, right? Exactly. And now I'm looking at this draft. I know for a fact. We draft a dude like Scotty Barnes. He's getting minutes from day one. Uh-huh. Day one. Jalen Green, day one. Kaminga, day one. Suggs, day one. Uh, 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 what's the other guy? Mobley? Mm-hmm. I like Mobley, bro. Yeah. And I love how, I love that. I love how, you know, yeah, you, you've, you can see, you know, Jalen Green, um, on the G League, but also, it's because March Madness has happened, now you're seeing so many more guys, you know? I mean, the players that I really want us to try to get, I love Max, whatever his name is, from Oral Roberts. You guy, you might think I'm crazy right now, but the similarities that I've seen from Oral Roberts and the Knicks are a lot. We have heart. They have heart. They beat teams like Ohio State, Florida, mm-hmm. should have beaten Arkansas. But, like, you know, those the those two teams, the Nixon and Will Roberts, will fight to the bitter end. And I won a guy like, a, I think, Matt, it's like Max Abmus, Ab, Ab, Amos or something. I mean, the guy got, like, 30 points. He's fast, quick, spots the open man great. You know, I would love a guard like that, right? That would just yep. completely you know shoot love? out Alfred, right? Man, I'll shoot Alfred Payton into the moon, bro. I swear to God I will. I'm going to give you a name, though. I really like this kid named Josh Giddy. I, I saw you tweet about really, him, yes. Really like this kid, Josh did he Giddey, play? Bro. Did he play Six, overseas? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely played overseas. Um. I forgot who the I think it was Jonathan Wasserman. Um, he came out of nowhere and he posted this kid. And I'm like, yo, who the hell is this kid? Like, why this kid? Who this six eight point guard looking kid? So I looked him up. I'm like, whoa, this dude he he's really good. So that was um one of my sleep one of the sleeping picks that I would love for the Knicks. Hopefully, I I could get a one of these draft guys on here soon. You know, my guy DP. I got another guy, Scott with Brian, so I'm gonna try to see if I can get one of these dudes to come on here and explain some of these prospects um, to Nick Nation. But it's a lot of prospects, man. Keon Johnson, you know, Kispert, you know, 
Kai Jones, no, Zaire Williamson. I mean, Zaire Williams. <laughs> excuse me, Williamson. Jaden Springer. I believe you told me about Jaden Springer. I, I, I might have. I fit maybe, possibly. Um, you know, it's a lot of guys. Sharif, Sharif Cooper right. is another guy. Um, David Johnson is another guy. Guard from guard from Louisville. It, it's a lot of players, but the Josh Giddy, Josh Giddy guy, that is a guy. I think people need to start yeah. looking up and start understanding. There's who this guy there's is. also the guard from Ohio University too. The 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 ginger hair uh kid. He he played really 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 good against uh, Virginia when when Ohio University uh eliminated Virginia this 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 March Madness too but uh but yeah I I mean it's gonna there, there's a lot there's a lot I love how stacked this draft is you know it's such a uh a uh a relief to see a stacked draft like this to like um you know last year's right like Obi's draft because it's like you knew those guys were good but you didn't have March Madness or any other information right like I feel like barely any like mm-hmm. it's like the Zion draft everybody knew how good everybody was the Obi's yes. draft it's kind of up in the air like I'm gonna be honest I didn't realize how or, or know you know how good everybody was like the Zion draft right so it's like the yeah. fact that we have March Madness and this stacked draft, I can't wait. I can't neither, man. It, it, if the Knicks do lose, lose out on the playoffs, man, and, and we get a high lottery pick, cool, cool. But if we make the playoffs and we keep both our first-round picks, I'm looking at NBADraft.net. I see Josh Christopher and Josh Giddy as the New York Knicks picks. I will take Josh Christopher in the heartbeat. Mm-hmm. De- Devon, Devon Mitchell, the guy from the kid from Baylor, I would take him too. I, I, I was impressed yeah. with what he do. Another guy, Greg Brown from Texas, I would take this guy too. Like Jalen Johnson from Duke. So, so it's a lot yeah. of talent. It's a lot of talent. A lot of talent. But the thing is, bro, this comes back to Julius Randle and Obi Toppin, right? I gotta know what 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 Leon Rose plans is, and I cannot wait until this offseason. This offseason is gonna define the Knicks for the next decade. So I would like for for Leon Rose and the staff to to build this thing from the ground up. If you want to resign Randall, cool. Trade Obi Toppin. I don't I don't I don't need to see Obi Toppin on the bench when he's twenty five years old, bro. I don't I don't no, know. That's just yeah. me. But as far as that, no, I agree. I agree. I, uh, I don't want to see, I want to see Obi Toppin when he's 30, all star, you know, that, that, that's, that's my Mm -hmm. dream. I want to see the kids succeed. I want to see all the kids succeed. I I think the kid that, before we get out of here, I think the kid that I root most for is Frank Nilekina. Well, Frank Nilekina. Um, I, I love the kid, and I understand why a lot of Knicks fans hate the kid. And you have that right to hate the kid when you watch a guy like Donovan Mitchell and stuff. But at the end of the day, I don't need all my draft picks. I don't need every single player on my team to mm-hmm. want to score. Somebody got to play some goddamn defense. 
and move the ball. And that's what I see Frank as. Um, I don't see him as this all-star player. I don't see him as some 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 guy I could, oh, uh, if, if we lose him, you know, we ain't going to make the championship. No, that's not, that's not how I view Frank. I would love for him to be here long term. But, you know, a lot of uh, – I, I don't know, Ben. It, it just seemed like a lot of people got beef with Frank because he's picked the eighth, eighth overall, just like Obi Toppin. And he they he hasn't met expectations that they wanted. But the guy has five yeah. coaches, bro. Multiple managements, bro. What the fuck you want him to do? Right. I, I, I don't know, man. People just be – they always crap on my boy, uh, Frank Nilekina. They crap on Kevin Knox, too. So – Hopefully, I hope both of them could get a, a, a fair shot. But um, any 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 last things on your mind, bro? Or or we could just get out of here from this point because I think I agree. Spoke about I think um, it's it's going to be interesting. I really hope John ja Morant doesn't destroy us. Uh, tomorrow I think we play right. Oh. Um, yep. Yeah, I really just. I mean, I think I think we can beat the Grizzlies. I uh, I I feel like it's kind of John ja Morant. And like against against the world on 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 in Memphis, um, so you know I I really think that we can get back on the uh, on the win column versus uh, versus Memphis tomorrow for sure. So, as far as Memphis is concerned, let me throw some a little bit of John Moran slander out of here. Only two players this season have logged a thousand plus minutes and are shooting under 45% from the field, and shooting under 25% from three. Want to name the two players? One is John Morant, and guess who's the other? Alfred goddamn Payton. So, <laughs> so hopefully we can get this win, man. I for sure want this win. But any last words for the people, bro? And then, you know, I can let you get out of here, man. Go enjoy your night, bro. I know you need, need some rest. You know, it's, it's difficult. I, matter of fact, it's not even difficult. Thank you for hopping on the podcast when you can, bro, because I know you go to school and you're doing a lot of things on your own time. So I really appreciate appreciate it that Any time, man. I love I love talking next with you. Anytime. You know, I mean, I uh words for Knicks Nation, you know. I just think um you know, we gotta be uh still still patient and uh just excited for uh for how this season's gonna wrap up. Hopefully, um we wrap up with a playoff berth. I, I I want either or, bro. And this is my my thing to you, Nick Nation. I don't want no in between funny business. Either make the goddamn playoffs as a top six seed, or you don't make the playoffs and you make sure you get me a top seven pick. I don't want the eighth pick no more. Frederick Weiss, Frank Nilakina, Obi Toppin. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna jump off my balcony if I see us get that eighth pick again. So. No in between. One or the other. Make the goddamn playoffs as a top six seed or get me a goddamn top five pick. That's what they need to do. Leon Rose, you came in for, for a splash. I need to see results now. You got to splash something. So, Nick Nation, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Aiden, you know, I appreciate you for coming on the pod once again, bro. I love your work, bro. I love that you always watching games and you always give me your input. So, I appreciate you on that. Nick Nation, I'm out of here. I love y'all. Episode 10139. State of the New York Knicks podcast with my guy Aiden, Knicks Community Podcast. Peace.